So the question is this, how do you become a healthy, lean and fit vegan always having fun and making it a sustainable lifestyle you enjoy living? If you want to know the secrets to losing fat effortlessly, building vegan muscle and positively impacting the people around you every single day, then this is the right podcast for you. I am Fritz Horstmann. This is the Vegan Fitness Podcast. Welcome back to the Vegan Fitness Podcast, to this episode where I interview Arthur, okay, the man himself, the freaking superstar client that we are working with. How are you doing, man? How you doing, Fritz? What's going on? How's it going, everyone? Excited it's to be going, here. Yes, it's going great. And the people are excited to hear from you, okay? Because you made some serious gains over the past weeks and months. And I'm excited to share your story. And yeah, we always start off with your vegan story. So what made you go vegan? How long have you been vegan for? And maybe also introduce yourself, just a little bit about yourself, where you're from, uh, what you do for a living, and yeah, just a little bit about yourself. Sounds good. Yeah, let's, uh, let me just start out from the beginning. So um, I'm from, originally from San Francisco, and I eventually found my way out to, uh, born and raised there, went to school and everything, and then uh, found my way out to New York about seven, about seven years ago now. And uh, for a little while, I worked as a, um, went to school to be an engineer. And then uh, after I came out of school, I realized I wasn't really quite feeling that. So I uh, decided to work in like the software industry. And then, you know, several years after that, uh, decided I was kind of bored with that. So um, then I got into, you know, video and film production. Right now I'm working as a cinematographer in New York City. Um, as far as like my vegan story goes, uh, I was actually exposed to like the whole vegetarian lifestyle when I was pretty young. I would say maybe like 11 or 12 years old. Um, wow. Yeah, my dad, uh, I guess he'd never really lived the, um, he, you know, growing up, like he, you know, drank and smoked and did all that stuff. And then at a certain point, it just kind of caught up with him. Uh, so when I think I was like 11 or 12, he basically uh, came home one day and, you know, had a, had some news from the doctor saying that like, you know, if you don't change your lifestyle, uh, you know, you're about to have a heart attack or even worse, you know, very soon. So like, you're going to need to do something to, to kind of fix that. So, uh, you know, my dad's a very proactive person. And so just based on, um, based on what he, what he did research on, he found the, uh, veg a vegetarian diet based on, um, I forget the name of it. It was, uh, oh yeah, John McDougal. So mm -hmm. it was, this was like, and this was like very early on, this was like in the late nineties. And so like, you know, there wasn't a lot, there wasn't like a lot of information, like the internet was like just forming. And so there wasn't like a ton of information about it. And so he was just kind of like in our family, like the pioneer for kind of the whole like vegetarian lifestyle. Like, you know, we, you know, we, we we're lucky now that we have all this research available to us to, you know, realize like, you know, what, what, what the most optimal things are to eat and to exercise and all that. So long story short, he got on that, he got on his own program, started eating a lot cleaner than he was and started exercising pretty much like, you know, how we have like the trying to hit 10K steps a day in the program. He was almost kind of doing that too, like walking a few miles a day, uh, every single day. And then like also eating a lot cleaner. And I think the family, uh, we, we went as close to vegetarian as possible to try to help him out just cause like, you know, I had a, came from a small family. And so, you know, it was just modifying the recipes that we would cook for lunch and dinner. Um, I still, I still ate a little bit of meat, but like I went heavily vegetarian. Um, and so we just kind of followed that. And then after a while, like, you know, um, so that was my first introduction to that. And then, so I was introduced to it at a very uh, young age, but then like eventually when I went to high school, I started like lifting weights and doing all this other stuff. And there's all this uh, stuff about like, you know, eating more protein and eating all this other stuff. So I just started eating more meat again. 
and uh, kind of got on that. And then college came around and I actually started having kind of like my own, just my own health issues. Like, you know, I had bad acne and I had uh, just all these other things. And so I started doing more research to try to figure out like, what could I do to improve my health and came upon the vegan diet again, uh, vegetarian and vegan diet. And then uh, kind of went on that for a few years. And then I just kind of got, went on and off of that. I never really had a, had a strategy as far as like what I, what I should do. I was, I've, I've tried like, you know, the fruitarian thing for a little bit. I tried like the raw vegan thing for a little bit. Um, hold the whole foods diet. I basically several different variations of the, of the same, of, you know, a similar thing. But like, I always thought you always feel good in the very beginning for the first month or so. But then like over time, it just, for me, it was unsustainable. And, you know, I'm a fairly active person with, you know, uh, with work and everything. And, but also, you know, I like to, to be active outside of work with like, uh, just working out, whether it's like running or cycling or lifting weights. And so I just always kind of came back to a meat-based diet just because the level of activities I was doing, I just never really felt like I ever had enough energy or, or anything like that. So, um, yeah, fast forward to, to today, um, up until this point, I really felt like, you know, I'm, I'm 36 now and up until maybe like 30, 32, 33, I'd always felt pretty good. I could always recover pretty quickly, but I just started noticing over the past couple of years that, you know, I, eat, I, I was eating out very frequently, maybe, you know, at least once a day uh, and then maybe two times a day. And so over the past year, I just started feeling really slow and sluggish. And uh, it had been because, you know, when I came to New York, I, I kind of went off of the uh, vegetarian diet again, just because the winters, I wasn't used to it. And so I needed a lot, a lot more calories and like meat was just the easiest way to kind of get more calories in and get more fat in without really having to think about it too much. And I just got just like all these bad habits and started eating out just because of, you know, my busy schedule and everything. And so, uh, yeah, I just started feeling very heavy and, and weighed down. And actually I made an intention earlier this year of like, you know, I need to, I really need to kind of figure out how to get back on track because I was feeling a little overweight. I was def definitely getting a belly and I never had a belly before like ever. And I was like, wow, like this is something is definitely happening here. I think I need to counteract it somehow. Um, you know, my metabolism might be slowing down, whatever people tell me that, you know, when you age, you just get, um, you know, you, things start to slow down. You just have to make adjustments to that. And so, uh, yeah. And so like, you know, I believe in like the, you know, intention and the power of attraction and, and other things like that. And so, you know, after just kind of, um, doing some of that internal work, uh, I just came across, came across your, your program and, uh, you know, message you and we talked and the rest is history and here, here we are today. Yes. Here we are today where you are in a completely different space with your body and with your mindset also, which you will probably share in a second, but yeah, thanks for the, for the intro and your, your dad was the real translator, right? He was the original G, okay, the original gangster in the veggie and vegan movement. No, I love it. So is your whole family like pretty much vegetarian, vegan, like around because of that? Or what's... no, I mean, I think I think after, so. My dad lost a significant amount of weight. Like I don't know the exact number, but it was at least 50 pounds, if not more, um, to the point where people were like, "Are you sick? Like, what's going on? Like, how? Like, you know, you've lost so much weight. Like, what's going on?" And he was like, "No, I just changed my diet." So I think after after a period of that, he stayed vegetarian for a little while, but then, um, I think, you know, I, we, you and I had talked about this previously in another call, like when you external forces kind of hit upon you and you know, when you have friends and family and everyone's like, Oh, just eat this, just eat that. Like, I don't, I don't really know personally his reason, so I can't really speak to it, but I'm just assuming that, you know, it's just because everyone, everyone is like around you. It's just so, uh, 
I wouldn't, not aware is not the right word, but it's uh, everyone just kind of like is doing, you know, what, what reg regular culture does. And so, you know, eating meat is a part of that for a lot of people. And so, um, you know, I think, I think, you know, just being part of the, the group dynamics and everything like that, uh, it was just easier to kind of, you know, fall back into, fall back into that, um, yeah. that, that, uh, that diet. So. Yeah, big time. I totally agree with you on that. I mean, if you want like ordinary results, then do what ordinary people do, right? Like the, the high percentage of the population, both in Germany and Europe and US is not super in shape or not, not healthy. Um, and if you then do what they eat and then also train the way they train, which is not happening at all most of the time, then of course you get the same results. But if you want extraordinary results, They need to do something different yeah. um, to get there. So yeah, that makes sense. And thanks for sharing. And um, I think that you had an amazing mindset shift throughout this program. So I'm curious to, to hear what made you decide to, to join in the end, because like there's a lot of coaching programs out there, right? Yeah. Um, so what made you decide to join us? Uh, there were a few major reasons. Um, you know, we talked about, we talked about it in, the, in the group, the group program that, that we're in on Facebook, but uh, it, the, the first number one thing was I really started getting back into health and fitness earlier this year because I, I injured myself uh, at work back in November of last year. So November, 2018, uh, I was just, I was running up and down the stairs, you know, several times for a project. And then uh, something happened where the next day, like I just felt like this burning sensation in my leg and my hip and it progressively got worse. Like it just never healed to the point where, you know, I, I couldn't even walk down my own stairwell, like, you know, three or four or five stairs without like having a serious amount of pain in my leg. And that, that had progressed over maybe three months, you know? Uh, and so at, at that point I was like, okay, you know what? Like this is, I couldn't even, I couldn't even go to the gym anymore because, you know, anytime I would lift any sort of weight, it's, it would seem that any type of muscle tension that I would put would affect the, the leg area, even if it was like a bicep thing, which is really weird because I guess, any type of tension would affect that area. And so I was like, okay, I can't, I can't not only would I not be able to work out, but I can't like actually go to work. And so, um, went to, went to my, uh, doctor, you know, he did a few, did a few like, uh, muscle tests and everything to kind of like test my range of motion and everything. And he didn't think it was serious enough to get an MRI at, the, at that point. And so he said, you know, you might've strained something Let's send you to a physical therapist and, uh, let's get, let's try to figure out what's going on. So, Went to my physical, went to a physical therapist for, you know, first time ever. I never really realized that they, you know, physical therapy, I always thought it was for serious accidents, not for like smaller things, but you know, now I know better, like, you know, they can treat like even, you know, small, uh, small strains and small things like that. So I went there and um, she was really great. Uh, New York city based uh, physical therapist, uh, Elizabeth Melvin. And she helped me through kind of like my, the, you know, I've only had a few sessions, but even that just the knowledge that she gave me as far as, you know, you know, when I'm carrying cameras, I'm carrying heavy equipment, how I should be lifting things, things of that nature. Um, things that, you know, are, are obvious now when I think about it, but like, you know, if you, if you never taught these things, you don't have the information. You just don't, you just don't want to follow those things. And so, um, after physical therapy, you know, I, I, she gave me a bunch of exercises to re-strengthen the hip area because it was a strain. It was a strained muscle. Like, and part of it was the IT band as well. Uh, so I got, you know, my foam rolling sessions on, I got like, uh, started doing like, you know, smaller Romanian deadlifts and things, basically to strengthen my core because I had gotten so like, you know, I had 
started developing a belly and I wasn't um, really working on my core so much. I was just working on like stuff that made you look better, like bigger, bigger, like, you know, doing bicep curls and bench press, but that was it. Like nothing, no core work, no leg work. And so I got kind of obsessed because I was like, you know what, if I, if I'm physically unwell, I can't work. And that's a huge part of like my, my job. Um, you know, even though I've had a desk job before and I've worked in like the corporate space, um, even, you know, you could, you still get benefits from, from even if you're sitting a lot by, by, by being active. So, um, you know, there are, there are days when, you know, my schedule, I'm sometimes just sitting and doing computer work for a little while. And it's always nice to just get up and walk around and go to the gym, uh, to kind of break it up. And so I found that whether, whether I'm sitting at a desk or whether I'm like being physically active on a film set or whatever, um, just the whole exercise just makes everything, uh, just makes me more energetic overall. And so, um, so yeah, so basically I just, I just, I started realizing all these things after I'd gotten a little bit better. And, um, but at that point, you know, I I realized I was, I was lifting and working out and doing all this stuff for a year, but I didn't really have any guidance. And, um, I think on one of the last podcasts, like Lennon spoke about this, where I kind of had a similar realization of like, you know, I have mentors and I have guidance for people in my career field, people who help me get better and, and all this other stuff. I've had um, people who helped me with my, my mental, um, my, my mindset, basically, like to try to help me think about things a different way. I have like coaches in that, in that uh, respect. And so like, you know, at this point, I, I was like, why not get someone to help guide my nutrition and guide my, my workout program? Because like, I never, I never really thought about it before when I was younger, it was all about like, oh yeah, like, of course you just go to the gym, you lift weights and you eat a lot of food. Like what, what else? Is it? <laughs> and obviously there's a lot more to it, but at the time I didn't realize that. But after my injury and after realizing that like, wow, there's a lot that I don't know um, that I was taught by my physical therapist. So um, yeah, so I just started doing, uh, I, I wouldn't say a lot of research, but I just started like kind of looking things up online and then uh, the, through the explore feed, I had, a, I just have like a lot of vegan foods, like recipe things in there and your posts just started coming up, I guess, through, through the Instagram algorithm. And then I saw like, you know, that you were, uh, uh, what you were posting, like not only like the, the tips on, um, what to eat on a vegan diet to get, to get bigger and, and whatnot. So, you know, the big thing is like the whole fiber thing. And so I never, I never like felt, I always felt bloated when I was doing like a heavy vegetarian diet and I was like, and it never really lasted very long. And so that made sense. That made sense to me. That spoke to me. I was like, oh, wow, like there might be a different way to do this whole vegan thing because I do want to get healthier in my diet. Um, and also, but also maybe like, you know, uh, continue to, to get stronger and to uh, stay strong. And then so I just started like looking at more of your posts and I was like, you know what, let me just reach out to Fritz, see what this guy's all about. And, um, and yeah, and we spoke and, you know, a couple weeks later I was in the program. Cool. Yes. I love it. I love the, this specific message uh, resonated with you. Um, I don't know anyone, any other vegan on Instagram that talks about that. <laughs> what is just like, yo, eat as much fiber as possible. Okay. That's all you need to be healthy. And I'm like, no, please, please don't. I mean, yes, eat your fiber, but just do it in a more, in a smarter way. But, um, going back to what you said, I think it's amazing that you made this, that you re- had this realization, right? So you had this moment where you just had an injury and you didn't feel great. And that's, those are the moments where we realize, okay, we need to make our health a priority. We need to make our flexibility a priority. Else, this will only get harder with the years, right? If you don't make that priority now, like, guess what? When you're 10 years older, 15 years older, it won't be easier. Like, it will be harder. From a, like, just physiological perspective, like your body 
is like just doesn't want to build more muscle as you age and to get stronger but also from a like just life perspective right you have new responsibilities as you age and um, less time so i'm glad that you realized that and that you took action on it and that's why you're here that's why you've been crushed it so i'm, I'm curious to hear um what so you touched on what the situation was before what did you learn throughout the programming so i'm curious uh, I mean, I learned, I learned a whole bunch of things. Um, I think the things that definitely stuck with me the most that I kind of think about on a daily basis is, um, is it's one of the lessons, one of the lessons in the program about process driven mindset versus goal driven mindset. And for the listeners who don't know what that is yet, um, or who haven't been exposed to that idea is that you can kind of focus on, you can kind of look at life in two different ways. Like one is just look at your goals and only focus on that. Or the other one is to focus on the process and focus on the little things that you do every day, which eventually get you to your goal. And so that was a major shift for me because um, I didn't have the words to put to that until I you know, entered the program, but I was sort of like heading in that direction because I was, feel, I was feel, feeling dissatisfied, not only with my health, but kind of with my career as well in terms of like, well, you know, I want to reach this area of my career and this, this stage of my career, but like, it's so, it feels like it's so far away. And every day it's like, I don't know. It's not that I don't know what I'm, what I want to do, but it's just like, I feel like I'm not doing enough and I, I feel like I'm not progressing at all. But then when I was introduced to the, yeah, because like, you know, you're just looking at this one goal that might be like five to 10 years away and you might just be so obsessed that you might get your mindset might be down because like, you're, Oh, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Uh, why aren't I like, you know, why don't I, why aren't I making this amount of money or why don't I have this type of status? And if you think about that every single day, it can get very, it can get very toxic in your own head. And, you know, you can start to compare yourself to other people too much or, you know, uh, whatever. But then it's interesting because the whole process driven mindset coincided with a lot of the workouts and a lot of the diet stuff that I had started doing on your program because um, I'm always like a person of action. Like I feel like if something, if, if nothing is happening, then I need to do more to do something. And so, but the, process your mindset was really great because it's like, well, you know what? You have these things on your list to do today. So if we're talking, if we're focusing specifically on like the uh, fitness, it's like you have to eat this number, many number of calories. You have to weigh yourself. You have to lift this amount of weight. You have to walk these number of steps, drink this amount of water, get this amount of sleep. And so it's funny because I was there. That's so many things on your to-do list that I just started focusing on doing those things, getting all that in and, that made me forget about what, you know, the, the end goal, which was to first lose fat and then gain um, more lean muscle. And so for the first like month and a half, it was just like, okay, well, I just have so many things to do today. And in addition to work and all that other stuff in my life that I don't have time to think about what the end goal is. Let me just do all this stuff and get it out of the way. And maybe like, you know, I'd say within like four weeks, I, I, I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking about my goal on a daily basis. It was just like, I'm just getting up, doing all these things, going to work and, whatever, like, you know, my day is done and I go back to bed because you're tired. And then after a few weeks, you're, I just saw huge changes. Like I started seeing my abs again for the first time in years. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is crazy. You know, I, I this whole time, like I, I hadn't, hadn't been focusing on like what the goal was. I was just focusing on the process of getting there. And I'd been so busy that like the goal didn't even enter my head. Um, not saying that goals are not important, but like, you know, just the, focusing on the process so much that leads to that goal is like the key for me. And I, that, ex that has extended 
to, you know, my thoughts about my career, thoughts about like my personal relationships, like just showing up every day, trying to do the best things I can do that will eventually lead me to my, to the goals that I want. And that's been like the biggest thing for me. Um, you know, in addition to, you know, there's other small things such as like, you know, of course there's like the macros counting your protein, fat and carbohydrate intake and making sure that, uh, you know, the, another big thing was like, you know, the fiber intake, um, as I said, the, uh, on, on a lot of vegetarian vegan diets, you just hear a lot about like, oh, well, you know, if you eat enough beans and like all this other stuff, you get enough protein or you get enough this and this. And this. But then like, you know, I always felt that I was, my stomach was just way too full and I was just never able to eat over like, you know, 2,200 calories or something like that. But now, you know, I'm up to like somewhere between like 2,700 and 3,000 calories a day. And I don't feel like massively full. Like I feel full enough that like I feel good, but I don't feel bloated. I don't feel anything like that. And so, you know, I have more energy. I don't have to focus on going to the bathroom. I can focus on like working out and like doing all this other stuff. Um, and yeah, it's been, re it's been really great. So uh, those are kind of like the key major takeaways so far that I've, that I've taken. Love it, man. That is so valuable. Okay, everyone listening right now, you got to write this down. You rewind this freaking uh, rant of Arthur. It was, was very valuable. Absolutely. I mean, focus on the process. Like, of course, have your goal in mind, but don't look at it each day because you will get demotivated if you only look at your goal each day on your big, big time goal. If you focus on the processes, make sure to get them done. Then you have small goals every single day. You can build momentum towards your goals. So, Awesome. Also the fiber, of course, super crucial. Like we are big on this. Like it's still, we still of course include fiber in your diet because it's healthy, but not go overboard with it. I'm curious also what happened with your injury or with your in general around working out since you're of course working out hard in the gym with our program, right? Strength training. Yeah. Um, what happened with the injury? Like are you feeling better or like what's your current state with that? Yeah. So, uh, so eventually the injury did heal itself prior to me finding you guys. So uh, that, that was when I was able to, um, but, the funny, but the funny thing is, and this was another big lesson actually for the people listening out there, is that there's this concept uh, in the program called the uh, rate of perceived uh, exertion, I think, the RPE, yeah. which, which is basically like, you know, if, you know how, how much you feel like, how much you think you can lift in a certain amount of, uh, in, a, in a certain set. And so, um, Prior to learning about this idea of the RPE, you know, I, I was never introduced to that. And so anytime I would lift weights for you know, more than a few weeks, I would always find myself getting injured. And it was funny because I actually did strain a muscle the first week of the program. And it was like, uh, I think it was my hamstring or something. And it was because I was so excited to start working out on this program. I was super pumped. And I just lifted too much. And then like, you know, a few days later when I was looking into the, uh, the lessons that you had, like I, I came across the RPE and I was like, oh, this, this might be why I'm like getting injured all the time, every, my whole life, every time I start lifting, because like, I think I can lift this amount of weight, but like, I actually can't. And so when I started incorporating the RPE of, of how much I really think I should be lifting versus how much, you know, I, my mind wants me to lift, you know, because everyone else in the gym is lifting a certain amount of weight, you yeah. kind of you don't want to look weak. So you're at least for guys, you don't want to look weak. So like, you know, you're putting on more than you really should be lifting. And so once I, once I kind of backed my ego out of it and I started putting on the weight that I could manage and putting on, you know, that, that allowed me to do a certain number of reps per set, um, everything just kind of fell into place. So, you know, I've, I've just, I think I'm like, you know, 
just in between like 11 and 12 weeks right now, just finishing up uh, the program. You know, I haven't had any major mishaps since then. I've been able to consistently increase, progressively increase the amount that I've been lifting. And uh, the one, my, I, I did have a flare up that I, that of uh, the injury in my IT band. And I think that was because I, midway, uh, two thirds of the way through the program, I, I got impatient and I was like, oh, I'm just going to put way more weight on because like, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I can get stronger. But then like, you know, I kind of like, uh, it, it wasn't bad, but like I, I strained it for like a few days and then like, so I had to take a couple of days off. And that was another, that was another lesson for me of like, no, just stick with RPE, stick with what you learned and uh, you'll go with it. Like, don't try to, don't try to rush it because um, eventually, you know, as you and, and Neil, as the other trainer told me, uh, eventually you'll just, you'll, over time, you'll just progressively get stronger. Like don't, it's not all going to happen in one night. So, uh, you know, just take your time with it. And, uh, and yeah, so Right now, like my, I just started lifting uh, heavy again on the the squats and the and the getting back into the Romanian deadlifts that you guys have been doing, and um, yeah, everything feels great right now. And uh, yeah, I just gotta I just gotta keep myself patient because um, you know it's all about the uh, per, uh, process versus the versus the focusing more on the process than the actual goal. So that's that's yep. kind of what I know. But yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling great overall. Like over the last week, I increased my uh, my calorie intake by a significant amount. So. Um, I'm actually lifting. I've actually hit a bunch of personal bests over the last like four workouts on the program. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yes. Now we finally begun the lean broken face okay. time to make some serious gains. Okay, let's go. Um, and that's great to hear. And of course, like, it's so important to be patient. Um, I mean, you always see this like every, you could hear this in every training podcast, probably like, don't go too heavy, like leave your ego at the door. And, but it is true. Like, it doesn't serve you to injure yourself now, like especially when you are like 35 years plus, then it's harder to recover from your injuries. Like you will be, like you risk never working out again. So keep that in mind when you want to push very hard again and just realize it's an ongoing process. Um, so that's not the great learning. That's amazing. And of course, we are ready to make more gains. Okay, Absolutely. great. Um, then, yeah, what were the results? So you already touched on, you had some nuggets here and there and shared what the results were, but I'm curious to hear like what's, where we at at the beginning and where you at now with your body, maybe with your mindset uh, around orange fitness. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, well, it's funny because um, I think progress, progress photos just speak so much without, you know, having, there's no, there's no BS in progress photos. You know what I mean? Like you can't tell yourself, uh, oh, like I'm fine because, uh, you know, prior to me joining your program, I thought I was, I thought I looked, you know, decently fit. But then like looking back at it now over the past three months, it's been like, oh my God, like I, I had, I basically had like a, a you know, my, my waist was, was pretty big uh, from, for me, um, for the size that I am. And then uh, I just had a lot of fat around my body. I actually looked bloated in those, in those before photos, which is crazy. And so, you know, I, I I think I was 157 pounds when I started the program and I got all the way down to like 142, I believe. So it was like almost somewhere between like a 12 and 14 pound. I, I don't know the exact numbers, but it was somewhere between like 12 and 14 pound loss during the cutting period. But because I'd kept the, my protein up, like I didn't lose any muscle mass, which was great. Um, so my abs started showing again, my weight, I actually lost two sizes off my waist. I believe I was like a, I was wearing like a 32, 33 on my pants. And now I'm wearing like a 30, 31. So I definitely like slimmed down a lot in the waist area. But the interesting thing is that now that I'm, I'm up to like somewhere between 2,700 and 3,000 calories a day, depending on the day. Um, 
my the muscle mass in my arms and my chest and my back are definitely showing like my girl i'm checking with my girlfriend my fiance every now and then and she'd be like oh wow like you know i can really tell the difference and i was like because you know when you see yourself every day you can't really tell but then like um you know when other people start saying things like it's a really good feeling and so uh but the interesting thing is that my waist has stayed the same size and so i definitely feel i definitely know that the what we're doing here is working because if I, cause I'm eating, I'm eating just as much, if not more than what I was eating before the program yet. i my waist is not getting any bigger. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So I'm, I'm definitely starting to see like increase in, uh, weightlifting as well as, uh, some muscle mass and, uh, but keeping a bit of the fat off uh, of my belly area. So that's kind of, um, from a weightlifting perspective and a nutrition perspective, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I kind of forget the rest of the question. Yeah, so that's amazing. That's just from a physical perspective. Um, and any other mindset switch switches that you had from beginning to end uh, around your fitness? I mean, you shared some already, but um, anything else? Yeah, I think the biggest, I think another big thing, aside from the process-driven stuff, was just that um, to be patient, that things just take time. Um, just because, again, I'm a person of, uh, I try to be a person of action. If I see that something is not working, I try to course correct and I try to like do things so that they happen as fast as possible. But You know, the reality of the situation is some things just take time to, um, to work themselves out. Like, uh, you know, Nils was telling me that, you know, it's uh, just like, you know, if you've worked out for several years, if you go on a vacation and maybe you don't follow the best diet for a vacation for one week, don't freak out about it because it's taking you years to build up to that point. So if you get off track a little bit, don't worry about it. But like, uh, same, but same thing with gaining muscle. Like, you know, you're not, it's not just going to happen in like a few days. Like it's, it might take it might take a few months, you know, or even longer than that, depending on what your goals are. So, um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just like on a daily basis, not getting discouraged that I'm not lifting like 300 pounds, uh, for whatever exercise. It's like, okay, well, I know that I'm on this, this, you know, this journey and I just have to keep doing the little things every day to, to keep going. So anytime I feel like I'm getting discouraged, I just have to remember that, uh, those things that, um, that I've learned through the program. So that, that's kind of like the biggest, the biggest takeaway just to focus on the little things every day versus thinking about the goal every day. Yes. Yes. I love that. And it's also always relative, right? So it, there's so many factors factoring into how much you're lifting. Like there could be a person has complete different genetics, um, also complete different builds, like also like length of arms, for example. So I, for example, I have long arms. So my bench press is relatively like weak. Um, but my deadlift, for example, is relatively strong to other people. So like weight on the bar is not always the best indicator of how advanced you are, how great you're doing. What matters in the end is you're doing more volume. So sets, reps, and weights as a yeah. multiplied. Um, that's what comes, comes down in the end. So it may be discouraging to see other people lifting way more. But as long as you're doing the volume that's right for your body, you yeah. will make progress. You will get bigger. So it's not like you will look small when you bench press 170 pounds and you will look big when you bench press 350. Yes, you will look huge when you bench press 350, like depending on your genetic, right? Yeah. But your bench press, like your high bench press strength could be 250, for example. That could be your max and you will look huge. So that makes sense. Always relative to the, to the person. Yeah, actually, and, um, yeah, yeah. So, so sorry. Uh, another thing before we uh, move on to the next topic, I think the one another thing, another big thing that I think you and I had talked about on one of our calls was uh, 
I think we, uh, it, w- it was maybe some point like maybe three, three or four weeks ago when uh, I had expressed some, some frustration about like, oh, I don't feel like I'm, I'm like lifting more weight and so on and so forth. But you had mentioned the whole, this is the first time this, this, uh, this concept ever was taught to me about, it's not just about the amount of weight on the bar, but it's also about the amount of, um, the amount of volume that you're doing. So you can do a, a weight that's like relatively heavy for you, but as long as like you're increasing the volume each week, you're actually, you are getting stronger. And so that was a concept that I didn't even realize was a, a thing. Uh, I always just thought that, oh, well, you just slap on more weights and then like, as long as you're doing that, yeah. that means you're, you're getting buff. But the whole, that, so that's been a big thing for me. So, you know, when I'm, now when I'm in the gym, like it's just like focusing less on what other people think because it's like they have, they have no idea what my journey is and I don't know what their journey is, right? So it's just like, I, you know, whatever weights on the bar is the weight on the bar. And, you know, if I, if I have a specific program that I'm on, then I'm just following that. And I can't really control what other people are thinking as far as like how much I'm actually, I actually have on, you know, the machine or whatever. Yes, absolutely. And that's also like, you could think about like this. Have you ever seen someone like, um, doing ladder raises, like shoulder ladder raises with like hundred pound dumbbells, something? No, because the muscle is so small at some point you cannot increase weight right. anymore. You need to do more sets, do more reps to overload your muscles, which is another way of increasing the volume in the end. So yeah. that's like a simple example to like picture this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sounds good, man. Sounds like gains. And like you said, like we did the cut first. So we got rid of all the body fat first while maintaining the muscle and we're now going to building mode. So the real fun begins now. I'm excited to guide you through that over the next year in evolution. Um, now, one final question I was left to ask in the end, what, since you are also, like you mentioned before, pretty busy with work, of course it depends, like sometimes you have more projects, sometimes you have less projects, but what is your number one tip for the busy person out there that's listening to your podcast is also like, yeah, I work so much, like I don't have time for this, I don't know, I'm not sure how to make this work. What is your number one tip uh, for this, this person out there? Yeah, so let me just, uh, this might be a little bit longer answer, but let me just, preface like what busy means for me so busy means for me is that like i can work anywhere between like three to six days a week uh and usually i'm at work for at least 10 to 14 hours uh not including travel time so usually sometimes it's anywhere between like 30 to 45 minutes to get to the work location like working on a film set and so for me it's like my and my schedule is always changing and so like that's that's another challenge on top of it and so for me, like I, I often don't have an opportunity to, to go out and to get stuff and, and, and other things like that to get healthy vegan foods. I'm, often there's catering and so we, we just eat. Sometimes we have the option to pick what we want, but other times the food is just brought in. And so, um, yeah, so like for, for me, it's, it's all about, for my situation um, that I think can be applied, uh, might, be, might be a little bit easier for people who work in an office just because like the, um, you know, you have a microwave there and you have like a fridge there and all that other stuff. And you also have like a similar routine. So it might be a little bit easier, but for me, it's all about preparation. It's all about like game planning at the beginning of each week, knowing how many days and how many hours you're going to be out of the house and then just planning around that. Because, um, you know, you can meal, you can meal prep for one or two hours, uh, a couple times a week. And that will give you food for three to four days, depending on like how much you, uh, depending on how much you uh, need to eat and, and, and whatnot. And so for me, it's always been like, at the beginning of the week, I look at my schedule, I'm like, okay, I have to work with these days. I know I absolutely need food to be prepped for me, 
these particular days of the week. So I need lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So breakfast, I would just make the day the morning up, but I need at least lunch and dinner because I know I'm not going to get home in a certain time. So take a couple hours, a couple days a week, uh, just to make all my food. And for me, that, that meal prep has been like the key to like making sure that I stick with the, the, the meal plan and not like just eat whatever it is that's available. Uh, Cause it's very, it's very easy to, to just have, see a bunch of snacks on the table and just like eat it because you don't have food with you. I had, I did make that, I did, uh, was in that situation a couple of times and I learned from it, not meal prepping. So, uh, meal prepping definitely helped me stay with my macros and the amount of calories that I'm supposed to eat. Uh, the next thing I would say is working out is you just have to make working out a priority. If, uh, if you feel like you can't do it, then you just have to cut something else out. So, you know, for example, uh, I'm not necessarily a morning person. I like the mornings, but before this, I never woke up like before like nine o'clock unless I had to wake up for work. But now I'm regularly waking up at like 6 a.m., 6.30 a.m. in order to just get the gym to get it out of the way. And it's just another thing on my list. So I'm considering, for me, I'm considering working out as part of my work. It's part of like, I have to be fit in order to function. And so like, it's a non-negotiable situation for me. So um, I've, and I've found some people like working out after work, but I found that like, when I just get it out of the way, I don't have to think about it later. It's not a mental drain of like, oh my God, I have to work 12 hours. And then I have to go to the gym and do all this other stuff. Like, so I just wake up as early as I, as I need to go to the gym and whatever. So I think, I think, uh, for, for mindset, it just has to somehow be, uh, you just have to make it somehow like a non-negotiable part of your life because it's like a, it's like a key component that will help you keep going. And so that's what I've made it be. So like, you know, I don't want to get injured again. I want to stay healthy. I want to stay strong, have a lot of energy. And so for me, like those things are very important. And so that's how I've been able to kind of make it happen despite my schedule. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Just making a priority, prepping yourself um, is, is the key. So that's great. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah, I'm curious, last question. Um, what's your, what was your favorite meal from the whole program? And also in general, what's your, What's your take on our, our nutrition in the, in the Game Changer Academy? Is it like a boring ass vegan food or, or is it good? Like you can, you can tell me like honestly what you would think about the meals and what was your favorite meal? <laughs> so the fun, okay, so the funny thing is that I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not particularly a picky eater. Like uh, I'll, just, I'll usually just, I can eat like the cheapest food ever and then I can eat the most like high-end food ever. And like as long as it fills me up like, and as long as it tastes decent, like I'm fine with it. So like for me, I'm not really picky. But the funny thing is, is that... Um, my girlfriend or my fiance, when, uh, when I made the, when I did the first meal prep and I was eating the food, she actually, she actually ate a little bit of it. She was like, Oh my God, like this stuff is pretty good. And I was like, Oh yeah, thanks. And she was like, yeah, I was, I was, I wasn't sure like how, how the whole thing was going to go because like, you know, it's uh, it sounded really restricted and all this other stuff. And, and so for me, that was the best testimonial because it was like, for me, like, I don't care what I eat as long as it's like somewhat healthy and like it tastes good. But like to have my girlfriend who also loves, you know, she loves eating good food too. Um, for her to not even be on the program and just be like, this food tastes amazing. Like, this is great. Like that to me, like spoke volumes. And so like, I think that kind of, you know, for anyone kind of thinking about the program or listening about the program, like that's uh, the biggest testimony. So like, overall, the meal plans have been amazing. Uh, the food tastes great. Um, my favorite meal is I, I just started incorporating the lean bulk. So I'm eating more food now. And I just had the pizza the chickpea crust pizza introduced to me a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> nice. And I've, I've probably made it like, uh, I think like four or five times already. And so like, uh, but the thing is, it's like, it's healthy. You know what I mean? Like it's high protein, um, not as much carbs, like lower in fat. 
and you get to, I get to put as many like veggies and, and stuff on it. And so, um, yeah, that's been, it's been, that's been my favorite one so far. Nice. Yes. It's, it's a crowd favorite, yeah. uh, the chickpea pizza. And like you say, it's super macro friendly and also healthy. So that's great. Thank you for sharing that. And uh, yeah, more to come, of course, more gains to be made. Maybe we can check in in six months from now uh, again and you won't fit on the Zoom uh, call anymore because it's so huge, okay? <laughs> Made so many games. <laughs> King Arthur will be in the house, okay? No, great. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your experience and your uh, wisdom, of course. Like I said, you're listening to the podcast right now, like rewind back to his rants, like he shared amazing stuff that if you implement these teachings, you will get amazing results just by listening to the podcast. So I appreciate you sharing that, bro. Um, appreciate you being such a coachable guy, crushing it, always showing up powerfully for yourself, for your health. And uh, yeah, let's keep growing, man. And uh, any last words, bro? Uh, no, just uh, it's been a pleasure being uh, part of the program so far. I'm looking forward to the next uh, the next year of progress. And uh, yeah, I mean, um, I just think that uh, this was this was it was way more than I expected it to be in terms of. Uh, Kind of changing my lifestyle overall. I definitely feel like I'm on the right path uh, that, that I wanted to be on earlier this year in terms of uh, health and physical uh, wellness. So um, yeah, I'm definitely definitely grateful for, for everything that's uh, that's happened so far and looking forward to, to more. Yes, we're grateful for you as well. Let's keep in those gains. Also, thank you for joining the podcast, of course. And we'll talk very soon. Also, listener, thank you for listening. If you enjoy this episode then make sure to give the rating on itunes and write quick the review if you enjoyed it of course and i uh, appreciate listening Arthur, have a great day we'll talk soon and peace out yeah, thanks for it. yes yes what did you think what an amazing episode again i hope you enjoyed it and if you did please do me a favor and subscribe to my podcast and rate it on itunes it's very much appreciated we'll hear each other in the next episode Until then, keep up the vegan vibes.